0: This episode of In the Word on the Go is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The CSB strives to be both accurate and readable, with the goal of more people reading the Bible every day. I like it because whether you've grown up around the Bible or not, you can use it for deep study or for daily reading. To learn more, visit csbible.com. This is In the Word on the Go. The podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm welcoming Dr. Timothy Paul Jones. Timothy is Associate Vice President at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. He teaches in the area of family ministry and applied apologetics, as well as pastoring at Sojourn Church there in Louisville. Before coming to Southern, he led churches in Missouri and Oklahoma. And he's also authored or edited more than a dozen books, including, most recently, a book on leadership called The God Who Goes Before You. He's also written a book entitled Perspectives on Family Ministry and Church History Made Easy. Timothy, welcome to the podcast.
1: It's great to be with you, champ.
0: So what verse do you have in mind that you want to share with us today?
1: Well, it's Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 7. But to kind of set that up, I'll read from verses 4 through 7 to set that text up. And I'm reading uh, from the Christian Standard Bible because that's the Bible that God uses for his personal devotion. So I thought (laughs) I would use it as well. So uh, what it says in this text is this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says to all the exiles I deported from Jerusalem to Babylon build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce find wives for yourselves and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters to men in marriage so that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease. And then this is the key text. Pursue the well-being or the peace of the city I have deported you to. Pray to the Lord on its behalf. When it thrives, you will thrive.
0: So, you just picked a verse right in the middle of one of the longest books of our Old Testament. In fact, it's one of the prophetic writings. It's written by the prophet Jeremiah. So, I'm curious to know, why did you pick this verse? What's the story here with this verse in you? Well, in the terms of the
1: story, in its original context, uh, it had to do with the children of exile being exiled to Babylon, the children of Israel exiled to Babylon, and you've got one group among them that's saying, don't even unpack the U-Haul, because after all, God's going to get us out of here really, really quick. <laughs> and then you've got another group that basically says, their God, the God of the Babylonians, has beaten our God, therefore mm. we need to start worshiping the God of the Babylonian, their gods and their goddesses. Mm. And so, in other words, what Jeremiah is doing right there is he is Saying no, neither of those popular ideas among you are correct. You are to hold on to who you are in the land where you are, and hold on to who God is. And here's the part that really is the kicker in this text. He's saying that all the blessings that were available in the land you were in, the land of Israel, all those that were available there, you're multiplying. You're building houses, your blessings of of homes and gardens, and all of those things like that. All of those are available not just back in the land where you were, but where you are now, even in exile, because God is where you are. And this really intersected my life years ago when I was a pastor in a little tiny town in the middle of Missouri. That I, I had grown to the point I hated that town. I despised <laughs> that little town in the middle of nowhere. Which will and go God unnamed. God used this. Exactly. It will go completely unnamed at this point. But God used this text to absolutely break me and to say, when you despise the place where I have placed you, what you're really saying is that you don't think that I am present with you to satisfy you in the place where you are. And God used that to break me and actually to, to grow in me a love for the place where I was because of a belief that God is there and he is enough to satisfy me even in the times when I feel like I'm in exile.
0: It takes that expression bloom where you're planted to like a whole other level and it's not just about like where we thrive but it's about where God is.
1: That's exactly correct. It tells us what we believe about God by how we respond to the place where we're at.
0: So, I'm going to read it again, and then let's talk about what God is like from this verse. So, I guess I'm in good company. I'm reading also out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says this, Pursue the well-being of the city. I have deported you to. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for when it thrives, you will thrive and that's Jeremiah 29, verse 7. So, Timothy, as we think about this verse, what does it teach us about what our God is like?
1: Well, it teaches us first and foremost that He is with us. He is the God who is with us. And because of that, we can be contented and satisfied where we are. And of course, ultimately, as every text, every word of the Old Testament, it's fulfilled in Jesus Christ, who is God with us, Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus, of course, endured the ultimate exile, the ultimate deportation, the exile of the cross, and yet he was faithful even in that exile. And as a result of that, we who are his brothers and sisters, have we have the capacity to multiply in the place where God has sent us. And of course, we multiply through the sharing of the gospel and new brothers and sisters coming to Christ. That's how we multiply. But that's what this text tells us about God. He is the God who is with us.
0: So, earlier you mentioned two ditches that this verse helps us avoid. What are some modern equivalents of that today, not just back in the original context?
1: Well, I think one of the things is just this idea that there's always something else we need. I think as pastors in particular, we can really struggle with that of thinking, if only I was in that church, if only I was in that place, if only this, if only this. But it's not just pastors. It's the people all around us where we are fed this lie by the world around us that if only you have this, it will all be okay. And what it lets us know is that that will never satisfy us, that idea of if only we could be in that land, if only we could be in that place. No, we have all that we need in the Christ who has called us to himself, in the God who is with us.
0: So, I wonder if Jeremiah is taking his cues from like what Moses said when he said, Lord, if you don't go up with us to the land, then how can we go? Because we're your people. And if you don't go with us, then it's like we're not your people. I think that's that's part of what he's thinking in this, because remember, the people then, many of
1: them were what we would call henotheists. That doesn't mean they worship tens. a henotheist is <laughs> one that believes that a, a God is limited to a particular place. Mm. Um, and that's what many of these people were thinking, oh, we left our God back in Israel and God says, no, I am with you. And that's what Moses is expressing in that. That's why the, the God's presence was made known in a tent in the Old Testament, because he's a God on the go. He's a God who is not limited to a particular place or a building or a land. Rather, he is a God who goes where he wills and ultimately it is revealed that he is in all places, not simply in one single place. He is the God who is with us wherever we may be.
0: So, that reminds me of our call from the Lord to go into missions, that we can go in all the world because all authority is given to him in every place. But what other applications might this verse have outside of the call to pursue the Lord's call in missions?
1: Well, I think one of the the main things that I see in it as well is this attitude of seeking the peace of the place where you are. It's so, easy for us to say, oh, all we need to do is just preach the gospel and we need to do nothing else. And it's true, we need to preach the gospel. That is first, foremost, primary. But what we are also called to do is to seek the peace, the wholeness, the goodness of our neighborhoods and the nations. And God's good news, his gospel has implications for the neighborhoods and the nations of how we seek justice where we are and where we serve.
0: So, there's the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel, and then there's the Great Commandment, to love God and secondarily to love people. And it seems like this verse actually takes those two things, the Great Commission and the Great Commandment, and blends them into one verse in the middle of the Old Testament.
1: That's exactly right. So, in the land of exile, they're told to remain faithful to their God and to proclaim the truth about their God, but at the same time, they are also told to seek the peace of the place where they are.
0: Wow. So, citizens of the land we live in and citizens of the world to come
1: exactly and that is a prefiguring obviously of what we are in the world today as believers in jesus christ
0: this is a great verse timothy thank you for bringing it to our attention and thinking about it with us would you pray this verse for all of us today as we close
1: i'd be glad to our god we are exiles We are not in our true homeland yet, but you are with us. And because you are with us, help us work in us to find satisfaction and peace among your people and let the satisfaction we find in you drive us to love our neighborhoods and to love the nations and to seek to do imperfectly what you will one day do perfectly by bringing justice and peace for all people and for bringing your justice uh, and your judgment upon the world and, and letting your righteousness shine forth in the world. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. For more information about this podcast, or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.